Hey guys and gals, welcome back for episode 4. Today is a really special episode because what I'll be talking about really hits close to home. I took it upon myself to find further research for this episode, and I am really excited to give all my knowledge on this topic. Today's topic is more serious than any of my past episodes. It is about the effect Alzheimer's disease has on the family or friends. I'll give information on what the disease is, how it develops, how it got its name, how the disease affects the family, and so much more. As usual, I have to state the boring disclaimer, so here it is. Kiko College bears no responsibility for and makes no contribution to the content of this podcast. All intellectual property herein is exclusively created and owned by Ariana Marks. All opinions implied or expressed herein are exclusively those of Ariana Marks and do not represent the opinions or practices of Cuba College. Now that that's out of the way, let's get started. I want to start off by comparing dementia and Alzheimer's. Most people do not know the difference. Hey, I didn't fully know the difference until I started looking into it. We will start with dementia. Dementia is a general term for symptoms in memory, reasoning, or other thinking skills. Dementia is a very broad term used, but there are different types of it and causes. Then there's Alzheimer's. It is a type of dementia. Alzheimer's disease is a specific brain disease that accounts for 60 to 80% of dementia cases. So this means that Alzheimer's is a cause of dementia. It is actually the most common cause. So just a short little recap, Alzheimer's is a cause of dementia, and dementia is just a general term for symptoms relating to memory. Now that you know the difference, it'll help throughout the rest of this podcast when I use these terms. So what exactly is Alzheimer's disease? How does it progress? What are symptoms of it? What is the history of this disease? These are all valid questions that you may have circling in your mind right now. So, According to the National Institute on Aging, Alzheimer's disease is an irreversible progressive brain disorder that slowly destroys memory and thinking skills, and eventually the ability to carry out the simplest tasks. Just to make this even a little more confusing, there are types of Alzheimer's. There is early onset, which is when the person is younger than 65 when diagnosed. This is rare compared to other types. 5% of all people with Alzheimer's have early onset. The second type is late onset, which is the most common form of the disease. It happens to people age 65 and older. Lastly is the familial Alzheimer's disease, FAD. This form of the disease is linked to genes. FAD makes up less than 1% of all cases. So just to recap, Alzheimer's has types, early onset, late onset, and familial. The progression of Alzheimer's comes in three stages. First, middle, and late stage. The symptoms keep getting worse throughout the three stages. In the early stage, the person can mostly still function independently. Common difficulties in this stage can be coming up with the right word or name, losing or misplacing a valuable object, forgetting material that was just read, and experiencing increased trouble with planning or organizing. The middle stage is the longest stage of the three. The symptoms are more pronounced. Care will increase because the person starts getting more symptoms. Some new symptoms that appear are the lack of being able to control bladder and bowels, increased tendency to wander and be lost, confusion about where they are or what day it is, and being unable to recall information about themselves, like their address or telephone number. The last stage is the worst stage. The symptoms are way more severe. For example, the person will have extreme inability to walk, sit, 
and eventually swallow. The person may also have greater difficulty communicating. At this stage, caregivers will want to use more support services like hospice. Hospice provides comfort and dignity at the end of the life. It is extremely difficult for anyone caring for the person at any stage of Alzheimer's, but the last state is by far the worst. Just to give you a short history, the disease got his the name after Dr. Alois Alzheimer. This doctor noticed changes in a woman who had died of an unusual mental illness in 1906. At the time, it wasn't really known. This woman had symptoms of memory loss, language problems, and unpredictable behavior. When she died, her brain was examined, and Dr. Alois Alzheimer found abnormal clumps and tangled bundles of fiber. Both the clumps and tangles are now considered to be one of the main features of Alzheimer's disease. It's pretty significant that this doctor came into contact with this woman and continued to look further into her death and illness. If he never did, there was a chance Alzheimer's wouldn't have gotten its name from him or been discovered till years later. Let's move forward from all this onto how all of this affects a caregiver. Now, a caregiver can be you, a family member, a friend, or any other person that has chosen to take care of the person with the disease. Caregivers can truly be anyone. For some, it's an 18-year-old. Other times, it's a 30-year-old. It really depends on the situation. To get a bit personal, I have taken care of two people with this disease, the first being my great-grandma. She was about 90-something, and she started forgetting minuscule things. She needed help washing her hair and would say things she never would say. Currently, I am helping my best friend care for her grandpa, who has this disease. He is like my own grandpa since I have known him since I was younger. He needs 24-7 care now. He can't wash himself. He doesn't know who anyone is. He doesn't remember what is said a minute later. He doesn't realize that he is in his own home. He can be very irritable and so much more. It is extremely difficult seeing someone disappear before your eyes. The stress levels endured are immense. I am at a constant state of worry, worrying that if he gets up in the night, that he will wander outside or fall. Just worry. All the time. There are good days and bad days with this disease, and it's an ongoing roller coaster. All caregivers will start in a state of, what do I do now? A lot of the time, caregivers' worlds are shifted when the realization hits that their loved one is going to need care. There's the thought of, can I take care of them myself? Do they have to be sent into a home? Or how can I make this work? These are all valid questions for caregivers to think and question. A lot of the decision is dependent on what the family is able to work out. Some families can't afford to take off work or have anyone that is able to care for them. Others can do that and figure it out. Regardless, the impact it has is greatly shown. According to Unicity Healthcare, caregivers are prone to various impacts from the caregiving experience. The first being increased risk of physical illness. A few physical illnesses that are, are increased are cardiovascular problems, lower immunity, poor sleep patterns, slower wound healing, and higher levels of chronic conditions such as diabetes, arthritis, ulcers, and anemia. It is no surprise that this happens because caregivers are so invested in caring for their family that caring for themselves is the last thought. Another effect is the dis- diminishment of well-being. The stress levels endured are higher, which result in psychological problems, including depression and anxiety. Thirdly, for caregivers, there is an increase in social isolation. Caregivers often give up their own time to spend it with their loved ones because they feel that they need them always.
They don't take the time to pursue their hobbies, see their other friends and family, or just take time for themselves anymore. There is a pressure that caregivers put on themselves that if they aren't there for a second and something happens, it is their fault so that they don't take the time for themselves. Lastly, there is the growing financial challenges. There are high costs, both direct and indirect, that are associated with Alzheimer's disease. Some direct costs are physician care, diagnostic tests, pharmaceuticals, and personal nursing care. Indirect costs are the loss of earnings the family caregivers take by not working that much. Luckily, there are a lot of resources out there for caregivers. The Alzheimer's Association is one of the greatest resources out there. It has ample information and tips for caregivers. It gives caregivers a sense of what to expect caring for someone with Alzheimer's, care options and planning, daily care, and how to get support. Under the care section, there are many options. There are care training resources, support groups, caregiver health, and how to get involved with your local chapter. All the care training resources are free, which is great considering that is something caregivers won't have to worry about the cost. Some training resources give you information of what Alzheimer's is and financial planning. Under the Caregiver Health tab, there are topics to select. One of them is Caregiver Stress, which gives tips to manage stress. For all the caregivers listening and the ones that may be one here are tips to manage your stress. The first tip is to find support. There are supports on the Alzheimer's Association page, but there is also a 24-7 helpline. The number is 800-272-3900. This number can give you comfort and reassurance when you're feeling overwhelmed. Another tip is to find relaxation techniques. This can include meditation, breathing exercises, or visual visualization. Something else that can help caregivers are getting active. Physical activity can help reduce stress and improve the overall well-being. Overall, it is to take care of yourself. Take the extra minute to sit in your car. Take the time to go watch one of your favorite movies. Just take your own time. There is always someone else that can allow you a little bit of a break. We are towards the end of this podcast, and out of all this information, there's some things I want you guys to remember. Alzheimer's disease is a cause of dementia. There are types of Alzheimer's, early onset, late onset, and familial. There are also stages with which progressively get worse as time passes. It is important that we realize the impact this disease has on the caregivers. Caregivers can vary in all ages and come from all walks of life. The amount of stress and responsibility a caregiver of someone with Alzheimer's undergoes is immense. The stress impacts the person's health, and there are things that can be done to limit that. I hope all of you guys learned that caregivers go through so much, and there is a lot that can be done to limit it. Just a reminder to all the caregivers listening to check out the Alzheimer's Association webpage for more information. Thank you all for listening to today's podcast. I hope you guys learned something new. Reach out if you have any questions. Thank you.